Hi, I'm Vanessa Morris, and I'm a proud Yorta Yorta, Jajarung, and Wiradjuri woman. And this is the podcast of Triple R's Banksia, a weekly show celebrating First Nations music, arts, and culture. Banksia is broadcast live on Triple R from Wiradjuri country every Monday from midday to 1 pm. Hope you enjoy the podcast and feel free to get in touch via the Triple R website. I would of course like to take a moment to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, the first peoples of the land in which I am joining you from and pay my respects to elders, past, present, emerging and future. I would also like to acknowledge all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people who may be listening in right now. Sovereignty has never ceded and it always was and always will be Aboriginal land. As mentioned at the top, my name is Vanessa Morris and I'm a proud Yorta Yorta, Jajarung and Muradjuri woman and this is Banksia and today I'll be having a chat with Miles Russell Cook, NGV Senior Curator, Australian and First Nations Art to talk all about dynamic new exhibition space Ohwara Mata which opened a few days ago on the ground floor of the in Potter Centre NGV Australia at Federation Square and it's dedicated to displaying works from the NGV's First Nations uh, and design collection. So really looking forward to speaking more about that. Before I do keep going on with things, I just wanted to share a few words as I'm personally finding it hard to articulate my thoughts into words and it is hard and I do just want to send my love and strength to mob everywhere as we are strong and if there's one thing I know is that we have existed for over 80,000 plus years and we are still here and we are unstoppable and nothing can take that away from us so I hope that you are able to take care of yourself and be kind to yourself as yeah there's a lot of work to happen but yeah, just want you to take a bit of time for yourself and be mindful of that and sending big love to all mob. I'm now super excited to be joined on the air to have a conversation with Miles Russell Cook, who is the NGV Senior Curator, Australian and First Nations Art, to talk all about a new dynamic exhibition space, Water Mara, a, that is at the NGV Australia Ian Potter Centre at Federation Square, and excited to talk all about that new space. Firstly, Miles, thanks so much for joining me today on the show. Welcome to Banksia. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's so great to have you here. And yeah, as I was mentioning, so we're here to talk all about this new dynamic exhibition space at the Ian Potter Centre, NGV Australia at Federation Square. Um, yeah, can you tell us a bit about that space? Yeah, of course. So NGV Australia has one of the biggest and best collections of First Peoples Art from Australia in the world. And over the years, it's had a number of different permanent locations, homes. When we opened for a number of years, it was on the ground floor at NGV Australia and then it moved to level three where it's been displayed in various different spaces. It hasn't had a, a permanence for a really long time and it's often been treated more like an exhibition in that it would open and then there would be all of the kind of programming around the show and then it would come down, we'd have a period of deinstall and then we would reinstall, uh, which meant if you were unlucky enough to come during that period when it wasn't you know, when it was being deinstalled or being installed, then there was no First Peoples Art that you could see at Interview Australia. So we've done a bit of a shift now in opening a new permanent gallery on the ground floor that 
displays the collection um, and it's permanently open with, you know, changes the same way we treat the permanent collection. And yeah, the title of the show is Watermara, of the gallery is Watermara. That came from working with Annie Gail Smith, who's a language custodian for the Rundru Woiwurrung Council. And she um, gifted that name, mm-hmm. which means many mobs many people in her language so the show or the space is really uh, reflective of that. Yeah it sounds like an amazing space and yeah it being located on the ground floor of the Ian Potter Centre at the NGV Australia Federation Square so yeah it's kind of something that people would immediately engage with as, as soon as they get into that space which is really important and quite beautiful as well. How does it feel to have this happen now? Well, look, and it's part of a number of changes that we've been making at the NGV over the last two or three years. We've recently amalgamated the Australian and First Nations Art Department, which is now one department looking after art from Australia. And in the past, the Australian Art Department used to really look at the emergence of European art in Australia, mm-hmm. while the First People's Art Department looked at uh, Indigenous art and, and art by global First Nations communities. And the result of that was really that we ended up telling our stories in silos, whether mm-hmm. we wanted to or not. The best of intentions, there was uh, not a holistic or singular Australian history presented. We would often study the Australian colonial galleries with the arrival of Cook, and then we would have the First Peoples Gallery, whereas now we've done a big kind of rehang of all of our level two. So mm-hmm. our chronology of Australian art now starts with all First Peoples. The second gallery is Macassan and French and Dutch exploration, Torres Strait and Papua New Guinea trading. And you really don't get to the arrival of the British until about the third gallery, which is a big part of that is about reframing kind of where history starts, where art history starts in Australia. That's one change that is also coinciding with a three-year truth-telling program we've rolled out called Resonance, which is looking at the collection through First Nations kind of framework and analysis. Then we've also appointed our first strategic council, which is a group of First Nations artists, designers and creatives who advise on all aspects of programming. And we also have our elder in residence, Annie Joy Murphy Wanden, and have been working with a language custodian. So, you know, I often kind of, it's, you got to pinch yourself because you reflect on the fact when I started at the NGBS, I only Aboriginal curator working here and now we have four Aboriginal curators in the department we've got First Nations conservators we've got people in education front of house we've got this huge shift in the way we tell Australian histories Eldon Residence Strategic Council Language Custody like so much change mm-hmm. so like the show what I'm excited about the the space mm-hmm. but I'm much more excited about represents in terms of a kind of broader commitment to how we treat First Peoples material culture. It's really exciting and you're hearing about all of these changes that you're mentioning, especially around First Nations arts and culture being presented through the NGV and having a lot more people in-house and also elders that you're working with in that work. Sounds really important and quite significant depths for the NGV as well and with the opening of this space, which is a dynamic space, which will be permanently open in housing and celebrating First Nations art at the Ian Potter Centre. Is the idea that pieces will just kind of rotate through it or, yeah, can you tell us about that? Well, like absolutely. And it's not a, um, you know, it's maybe not even that perceptible to, to the audience. But, you know, for example, if we were to take down Tom Roberts from the Australian Art Galleries, we wouldn't close the Australian Art Galleries. Mm-hmm. We would take that work down and we would put another work up. And if you came in, you'd still be able to visit those galleries. And we... We've done collection, you know, we've done changeovers for First People's Art and we do like sensitive changeovers and things for, you know, from a conservation point of view. But there was still 
huge periods of time where the, sh- the show was being deinstalled or reinstalled. And so it's just a shifting in the way we think about it. Mm-hmm. I think you should always to visit your favourite artwork, like mm. their old friends. When I go to Paris, I know I can visit my favourite works in mm-hmm. the Louvre. They're going to be there. Mm. And so First People's Art should be treated the same way with our collection because it's the only art uh, unique to this continent and mm-hmm. it's the most important, well, I believe it's the most important work we hold in the NGV collection. So it's about giving primacy to that. And there's a number of artists that are currently on display through this place as well, including Tony Albert, Kent Morris, Nicole Monks. Can you tell us a bit about the different artists that are currently showing in that space? So it's a mixture of, you know, senior and emerging artists of really well-known works from the collection in dialogue with uh, either new acquisitions or works that might not be new acquisitions but have never been on display before. We mm-hmm. might have acquired them in more than a decade ago, but it's the first time they're going on display. So it's about creating dialogues with the kind of familiar and the unfamiliar between seniority and emerging practitioners. And another really key focus of the space has been to highlight First People's design and architecture because, you know, NGV, it's one of the cornerstones of how we approach contemporary practice. We're the only gallery in Australia with a department of contemporary design and architecture that is, you know, a shared department with our contemporary art department. And we've had First People's design present in exhibitions on design, but we have never had a dedicated design space. And Mm -hmm. so Watermara also, at least for the inaugural hang, has a room dedicated to First People's design. Mm -hmm. So artists like Tony Albert and Nicole Monks, you know, we've got fantastic works by Paula Savage and artists, you know, collectively working from Torres Strait and Arnhem Land. There's really exciting sort of typologies of design that, it just, you know, helps to further shift people's understanding of what first people's art and design can be mm-hmm. in this country. You know, it's a slightly pejorative term, but most people, when they come to look at first people's art, they expect to see dot painting. Well, that's what we want to smash, that stereotype. Mm-hmm. We want people to come in and go, oh, I saw neon and I saw video and mm-hmm. I saw artists working in glass and furniture and, you know, all of that in dialogue with things mm-hmm. that perhaps are more like the types of things you'd expect to see. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's been a big part of this as well. Yeah, it sounds yeah really important and yeah shifting that narrative or just kind of expectation that people may have when they think about First Nations art and design and with this space as well and looking online there's a number of great resources and it demonstrates the different themes as well that are captured in there and I'm assuming it'll be a growing thing as well. Growing and changing that's the plan. Yeah and some of the themes as well which are captured and just a few of them that I noted were ancestral sovereignty, eliminating histories, first designers, as you were mentioning, and colour unbounded. Can you tell us about those themes and the other themes that are explored in that space at the moment? So the themes are really flexible. So we didn't want to present first people's art chronologically because how do you tackle that with the 65,000 year history? We didn't want to present by community group or by region you know geographically because then you prevent important and interesting dialogues that exist across the country so instead there are these kind of slightly loose themes and Mm. the themes when you're in the space they certainly don't delineate in any harsh way you know um 
we have works that are looking at materiality and artists using um, recycled and discarded materials. And then artists that are looking at illuminating history, either through the medium of light or through another you know, medium, but as a way of drawing attention to absences in the collection. So I often say the antidote to absence is presence. And where we have, for example, on, you know, in our colonial galleries, an absolute absence of Aboriginal history paintings. In Watamara, we have contemporary artists who are directly addressing that absence mm-hmm. through contemporary painting. So, you know, the themes are, they're flexible in that regard. And they're kind of designed to create dialogues across time and space. Uh, And it's certainly something that will continue to evolve. The theme you mentioned of ancestral sovereignty, that extends out into the foyer, which is also a part of the show. We have the work by Muddy Muddy, Yorta Yorta, Bunurong and Wamba Wamba, artist Marie Clark in dialogue Mm. with Bradri artist Lorraine Conley-Northy. Both of those are artists looking at kind of sovereignty through their practice. But another, another exciting thing in the foyer is that we've also brought in a gum tree as the first thing you see when you walk into the foyer space. And that was proposed to us by Annie Joy Murphy-Wondon, our elder in residence, as a way of welcoming people to the space. Mm -hmm. So, you know, overall, it's a very generous offering that's been very much informed by, um, by consultation. Yeah, it sounds like a really special space. And yeah, thinking about entering that space and seeing the gum tree and yeah, working with Auntie Joy Wanden and consulting with uh, Wurundjeri Woiwurrung, for example, sounds yeah quite respectful as well. And I know upcoming as well as part of this opening, there's an artist series coming up with um, with mm. Marie Clark, uh, Kent Morrison, Marlene Gilson on the 28th of October. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, so there'll be a number of talks that are coming up as mm-hmm. part of the show. But, you know, the point is that it's going to be constantly an active space. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things that are coinciding with the um, with the launch of this. We've got a podcast that's come out with Tony Armstrong called Connecting the Dots. We've got a number of First Peoples-led public programs, workshops, floor talks. Uh, it's just about making space. Curators talking about artworks is is fine, but at the end of the day, the artist is the one you want to hear from. Mm-hmm. You know, they're the experts in their material, they're the experts in their work. So the point of this is not as an exhibition, but as a new permanent space, is very much to kind of be that destination for when you want to hear from artists, when you want to, you know, do something on your Saturday to engage with First People's culture and art. And art's often a really good soft entry for some really tough conversations so definitely check out those programs on the 28th yeah that's really exciting and yeah providing that space for ongoing events or talks and also the podcast as well which i would guess that people could listen to online or through different channels wherever you get your podcast mm. or whatever it is like. yeah so episode one's out but there's four episodes in this first series but definitely worth checking out because you know tony's been such a great host because he's really come to this encouraging people to feel safe to ask questions, just wanting to understand and connect the dots. And so, yeah, it's a great, again, soft entry for something that I think a lot of people can find, you know, they don't know where to begin with First Mm. People's art and culture because we're more diverse than Europe and we've got, you know, many different mobs and that's the point of Guatemala. 
Yeah, it's exciting. And yeah, it sounds like something that we need to just keep in tune with and get along and engage with the space and any kind of upcoming activations in the space as well. And yeah, getting to know the artists, like you're mentioning, it sounds really beautiful. Um, Is there anything else about it coming up that you want to share with us now or...? No, look, just how exciting we all mm. are and that it's uh, that it's permanent. So, you know, mm. come along, absolutely, but then come back because, mm-hmm. you know, the whole point of this dynamic space is that it will change mm-hmm. and it will evolve and you'll be able to visit new works in dialogue with old works. And, yeah, I don't think NGV Australia has ever looked so fresh and exciting so definitely it's a time to come down yeah super exciting miles it's been really amazing to have a conversation with you today and you're really excited to get along to this new space and yeah just keep coming back to it because it sounds like it's a space where there's going to be things happening all the time from here thank you so much absolutely thanks for having me before i sign off with things as well and until next time sending big love to mob everywhere and yeah i hope you are able to take care of yourself and be kind to yourself Thanks for listening to the podcast of Banksia, a weekly show celebrating First Nations music, arts and culture. Banksia is broadcast live on Triple R from Wurundjeri Country each and every Monday from midday till 1pm. Hope you've enjoyed the podcast and feel free to keep in touch at rrr.org.au or follow Banksia on Instagram at banksiarrr.org.au.